I'm willing to bet that you want to build more wealth, but you probably don't know what the habits are to actually start building it consistently. Let's talk about it today because I have seven easy habits that you can start implementing into your day-to-day life that will help you get to your financial goals quicker and build more wealth. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Unless you're Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett, you may want to start building more wealth. So here are seven easy ways for you to start building habits into your day-to-day life that don't take a lot of time, but they make a huge impact on how much you can build and how fast your wealth starts to grow. The first one is reading personal finance books. I can tell you from personal experience that personal finance books are not only just very informative, but they give you a perspective that you just don't find on social media or in the ads or just in society in general. Personal finance books make a great point of teaching you what you need to know about finance, but also in a way that's easy to understand and easy to implement in your life. When I read my first personal finance book, which was The Millionaire Next Door, it completely changed my mindset. It completely changed the way that I view the world and how people spend their money. It was such an eye-opening book for me. It was the one thing that actually started to change how I spent my money and how I behaved with my finances. Books have a lot of knowledge and thus they have a lot of power on your mindset, on your perspective, on your insight with whatever subject you're going to read about. So if you're reading about personal finance and you want to start building your wealth, it's a perfect way for you to gain the knowledge that you need, get educated on the things that you don't know, and be able to move forward and progress with your financial journey. I have a lot of favorite personal finance books, so I'm not going to list them here for you, but I will put them in the show notes in case you want to check them out and see what they're all about. Number two is investing consistently. Now, it probably sounds like an abstract thought, or theory, but I'm here to tell you that from experience, I've noticed that I could have done so much better with investing. I wish I had started earlier. What they don't tell you about investing is when you don't start early, you don't give your money the potential of growing as much as it could. I remember being a 20-something-year-old going into my first career position where I was given the opportunity to start investing. And I remember thinking to myself, Why would I let them deduct money from my account that I'm not going to see for, what, 40 years? Um, no thank you. And I didn't invest for the first three years. Those three years would have made a huge difference in compounding my money. So the moral of the story is this. Even if you invest $50 a month at the age of 20, you'll be able to retire very comfortably. Versus if you don't invest at all and you wait until you're 40 and you invest hundreds of dollars per month. Investing early and often is the key. It's more about how much time you allow for your investments to grow, not the amount that you actually contribute per month. So if you're not currently investing, 
I urge you to talk to your HR rep if you have a 401k that's offered to you. And if you're working for yourself or you're getting money from a side hustle, then I urge you to start looking at an IRA to open so that you can start investing now, even if that means it's just 20 bucks a month. A start is a start. Small steps matter too. I want to give you an example. If you invest in an index fund at the age of 20 and contribute $100 per month into that account, then with an average of 10% annual returns, you would see $869,974. That's huge. You would have invested $54,000 of your own money during those 45 years, but you would have gained $815,974 just by consistently contributing to your investments. So here's where compound interest works for your benefit. It takes the small money that you contribute and grows it into this massive amount at the end. So if you want to take advantage of compound interest, invest early and invest often and try your best to increase those investments over time. Number three is checking in with your goals. I can't tell you how many times I've written down goals and completely forgot about them. Writing down your goals is one good thing, but actually following through with them is something completely different and takes a whole lot of discipline to get there. So when you check in with your goals, it does a couple of things. It keeps your goals front and center. It helps you stay focused on the things that you want to accomplish. And it helps you save more money because when you have certain financial goals that you keep in mind, it'll be easier for you to say no for the impulse purchases. On the contrary, if you're not paying attention to your goals, they're easily forgotten because they're out of sight, out of mind. So when you're tempted with things like impulse purchases or vacation or just spending money to go eat out and you don't have goals set in place or you're not paying attention to the goals that you've set in place, it's so much easier for you to succumb to those urges and temptation. It's so much easier when you know what your goals are and you're paying attention to them and working towards them to have the discipline and the drive to say no to the things that don't matter. Along the same lines of checking in with your goals, you should be checking in with your financial plan on a regular basis. Financial plans are basically your budget plans, your debt trackers, your saving trackers, any plan that you have in place for how you're going to be growing your wealth and reducing your debt. Checking in with your plans allows you to do many things. One, it allows you to adjust when things don't seem to be going right. It allows you to see where you're doing well and what you need to work on. And it also gives you the momentum to keep going when you're faced with challenges. Checking in with your financial plan is more than just looking at your budget for a quick sec. Instead, it's looking at every category and seeing if those categories still serve your current lifestyle. It's looking at your insurance premiums and reminding yourself that you need to negotiate that rate so it gets lower. It's checking in with your interest rates on your debt and making sure that you're consistently asking and renegotiating those APRs. Checking in with your financial plan keeps you in control. It also keeps you moving forward with every aspect of your finances. When you check in with your plan, you're in tune and in line with where it's going and it makes it much easier for you to stick to it. When you have a plan that you're not checking in with, it means you're not living the plan out. It's time that you start checking in and live your plan so you can meet your goals. Number five is really about your priorities. You need to start prioritizing your savings above all else. What this means is you don't wait until the end of your budget period to put money in savings. 
Instead, as soon as you get paid, that money gets redirected to your savings automatically. This ensures that you're saving every single month. It also ensures that you're paying yourself first because who in the world wants to work as hard as we do and not have a penny to show for it? And so that should be top priority as soon as you get paid. Nothing else matters more than paying yourself first. In our budget template, the savings section is right above with the income section. And I have it there for a reason, so that it's top of mind every time that you create a new budget. If you wanna see how our budget is organized, I've linked it down in the show notes so that you have an idea of what you can organize your budget to look like. But the most important thing here is that you prioritize yourself. And the way that you do that is you save your money every single month. Before you pay off your bills, before you pay your debt, look at what you're paying to yourself first. Because what ends up happening is if you wait until the end of the month, then there's really nothing more that you have because you use it on impulse spending, wasteful spending, eating out, and other ways that really don't serve any purpose other than to give you temporary satisfaction. Saving for yourself and for your future gives you a more long-term satisfaction. Having a proper savings is key to having solid financial security. And that's our number one goal. Number six is about planning. You need to start planning ahead for events and unexpected things to come up. Just like when we were talking about savings being a priority, it's really important that you start planning ahead for expenses. That way you know what to expect and you can save ahead for them. Plan ahead for upgrading your car, moving into a new home, going on vacation. Your future self will thank you for that. And don't forget to plan for events like birthday parties, anniversaries, Christmas, all of the holidays that make you spend money. Sometimes we lose sight that these expenses are expected. We know they're coming up, but we never plan for them. And so we end up using debt to cover those costs, and then we pay it off with interest. So we're paying a lot more than we need to. Instead, if you just take a few moments to plan ahead for your month, then you know exactly what's coming up and you know exactly how much you need to have and save for every event that comes up. It gives you the peace of mind knowing that you're prepared for anything and that you're not going to be busting your budget because of an expense you should have planned for all along. And lastly, number seven is one that is probably a little unorthodox, but I have to add it here because this is my number one way I'm able to improve my wealth goals. Master your kitchen. Mastering your kitchen is a huge component to saving money on your groceries. And as we know, groceries is the second largest expense in an average American household. So if we're really going to start reeling in that expense so that we can have more money that's freed up for other things like paying off debt, saving, and investing, then we really need to start mastering our kitchen, making sure that we're optimizing our time in the kitchen, planning out our meals ahead of time, saving on groceries because we're creating more stockpile for ourselves, All of these things matter when it comes to mastering your kitchen. And the more that you master your kitchen, the more that you master your grocery budget. And when you master your grocery budget, you can bring that sucker down by half, which means you have a lot more money to save, invest, and do everything that you wanted to do and couldn't afford before. In my opinion, mastering your kitchen is a key component to mastering your finances. People never really start with their kitchen when they think about their finances. They think about investing, they think about paying off their debt, but they don't think about the everyday expenses that actually eat away at our money. 
These everyday expenses are where you can make the biggest impact on your budget. This is where you can actually start freeing up more money so that you can use it for the things that matter. I can't stress this enough. Mastering your kitchen is mastering your finances. And I know that many people may not agree with me, but I'm telling you that this is the one place that really made a huge difference when we were paying off our over six figures of debt and we paid that off in less than five years on regular accounting salaries. We didn't have any kind of inheritance. We didn't have any huge sum of money that came our way. Instead, we took the approach that every small step counts. Every little expense that we're able to save counted. And because of that, we were able to pay off over $100,000 of debt in less than five years, all while being able to still go out and have fun with our family. If you've never mastered your kitchen before or feel a little overwhelmed about this, I completely understand. I've got something for you that might be really helpful. I have a batch cooking checklist that helps you learn how to batch cook. And this isn't the same thing as meal prepping. This isn't the same thing as cooking once and eating the same thing all week. Instead, you're actually cooking two to three meals for the entire week in one sitting. You just spend an hour to an hour and a half in your kitchen per week and you have meals ready to go on days when you're busy or you just don't have the energy to cook. That way you're feeding your family well all the time without having to worry about standing in the kitchen for another hour every single night. That freebie is linked below. But what I really want you to understand, it's all about mindset. And these seven habits actually help you work on your mindset on a daily basis because you're creating habits that become second nature, which means you're giving yourself the opportunity to build wealth in an easier way without it being something that you have to think about. It becomes second nature because it's an everyday occurrence. I want to leave you with this. Building your wealth doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to take massive steps. Even the smallest steps can make a massive impact on your wealth. So take one small step today and in a year from now, you'll be happy you did. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Thank you.